pals and listeners. Uh, I just wanted to kind of hop in real quick to say that uh, there was kind of a recording glitch and I had to kind of salvage what I could. So this week's episode is going to be a little bit shorter, but don't worry. In two weeks, you're going to be getting a more regular size episode uh, that didn't appear to have any recording glitches. So uh hope you have a wonderful day and enjoy the episode. Bye. This is Creepy Critters, a podcast where I talk about cryptids. Uh, my name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today, and with me today is Mackin. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you have a podcast, if you'd like to do a little quick plugging up top. Yeah, sure. So, I do a weekly podcast about animals. It's called Species. We talk about real animals as opposed to cryptids. Um, and I think we're going to talk about some real animals today, although, um, as you've spoken about, um, as we were speaking about before we clicked record, there's a little bit of overlap, historically. Yes, uh, there is a lot of overlap, actually. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to do uh something that i talked about in the past how because uh cryptozoology while most of it is very um to put it lightly in the hands of crackpots <laughs> um a lot of the a lot of there there is a decent amount of creatures that turned out to be actual creatures it's just they didn't have anyone to like codify them as as real and that's that's basically what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about three creatures. The first thing we're going to be talking about is giraffes. Yes, glad to hear it. This this is really interesting because these were brought into the um, civilized world, quote unquote, by Julius Caesar. Yeah, that's correct. I actually talked about that on my show as well. Yeah, uh, it was brought from Alexandria um, in... F- 46 bc and it was the first in europe basically um according to romans uh it was described as an extraordinary creature part camel and part camel i mean part camel and part camel <laughs> yes. it was all camel yeah 100 percent camel yeah. yeah it's part camel part leopard it was named after both so the camel uh, camel lapardus camel leopardalis <laughs> the Latin names are tough. The Camelopod. Whenever, like, the Romans saw them, uh, a lot of different people have different things to say. You know, if you know what a giraffe looks like, it has a long neck. It has shorter hind legs. And, like, you know, it's kind of built like a ramp, almost. And uh, then they have dappled hides and bright eyes. Um, A lot of the... Uh, a lot of people remarked on how gentle uh giraffes are uh pliny or pliny pliny the pliny elder the El- pliny the elder uh called it the ovis ferai ferai or wild sheep a herod uh, no not herodotus um heliodorus commented that it could be led by a uh, small cord around its neck and rather sassily gibbon a uh, gibbon gibbon um Dismiss the giraffe as the tallest, most gentle, and the most useless of all large quadrupeds. <laughs> so, apparently, Gibbon was just not a fan. At the time, though, you could kind of see where he's coming from, because most of the quadrupeds that they would have... Could do things, right? They were either sheep, cows, yeah. You know, oct- 
I think he probably looked at me like, what work can this thing do? <laughs> this is kind of how it was uh, described back in the past. Or the camel leopard, or leopard, is a, is the size of a male camel with leopard-like spots and two curved, hor- curved horns on the top of its head. And uh, these were thought to be a latent gene. Um, the Arabs called them Zarafa, or Fast Walker, and uh, believed that the creature came to this world by the unnatural pairing of both a male camel and a female leopard. The uh, the Arabs believe that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, at least ancient Arabs do. Uh, I think that would probably be slanderous to say it nowadays. <laughs> Zarafa is where giraffe originated. And giraffe is a purely, well, it's a, it's pretty much purely Arabic word. Like it does, it's one of the few words in um, English, quote unquote, uh, that has a, that doesn't have like a romantic or German root. Huh. Yeah. So think, think the Arabic people for the word giraffe, because we'd probably call them like long necks or. Something like that. Wait, that's that's what that's what uh, the other dinosaurs called the um, brontosaurus. Brontosaurus yeah. in um, Land Before Time. Is that yeah, a movie or Land Before Time? What is yeah, that? Land Before Time is an animated movie. Oh, okay. um, it went for way longer than you think it would. So um, now that we're kind of over the ancient interpretation, uh, interpretation. Uh, uh, what do you think about giraffes? What, what are some fun facts about them? That I have? Uh, well, one thing I'd say is that I remember reading a story about how the Romans would um, lead giraffes through the city on a string cord, and they would come into the windows and eat food um, off second floor, um, out of, through second story windows. And there's actually a hotel today where you can still do that in South Africa, um, where there's a hotel with giraffes outside that'll, and you can have a kind of buffet with the giraffes where they'll come in and eat your food. Um, other fun facts, their tails, people are hunting them for their tails. It's actually pretty de- devastating. I'll plug a charity, the giraffe conservation organization. I've donated to them. My listeners have donated to them. Um, that seeks to prevent people hunting them for their tails. Uh, they also, they don't have two horns. They have four. Actually, the males often have four horns and they are used in fighting. If you've seen it online, there are weird videos of them doing a strange form of combat where they'll swing their necks and, um, headbutt each other. It's, it's truly bizarre. Yeah. They, uh, they like neck slaps. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Just a quick update for, um, the amount of land before time, uh, movies there is uh first off lane before time just the og one started in 1980 they've had uh movies coming out since then last being two years ago called journey of the brave and it's the 14th movie in the series and apparently there's they also had 14 spin-off games yeah there's a lot more lane before time you've never watched apparently okay I remember seeing like a like a baby giraffe like not too long ago actually because I I live close to the Louisville Zoo and one of their one of their giraffes just gave birth recently and and you think uh, and baby giraffes are also very tall it turns out they're just very tall creatures in general 
because uh, I don't I don't know about you, but whenever I imagine like baby forms of something, I just imagine like a shrunk down version. Yeah. And and you can actually do that with giraffes. Yep, for sure. They're like miniature giraffes. I actually had a listener uh, write in to me the other day asking uh, about miniature giraffes. Uh, they're not real, but they were interested in buying one and wanted to know what I thought. All right, all right. Next animal is gorillas. Okay. Awesome. For centuries, tales of large ape men in East Africa were captivated by explorers and natives alike. Uh, numerous tribes had legends of massive hairy creatures that would kidnap and eat humans, overpowering them with their ferocity and strength. They went by many names, uh, including uh, Nagila, Nagagi, I mean, Ingina. In the 16th century, the English explorer Andrew Battle spoke of man-like apes that would visit his campfires at night. And in 1860, the explorer Du, du Chalelu wrote of uh, bloodthirsty forest monsters. Um, up until the 20th century, not too long ago, many of the tales were like ignored or discounted. Which, I can see that, for the most part. So, yeah, it wasn't until the 20th century that one was actually, like, discovered and brought in and studied. Uh, this was done in 1902 by the German officer, Captain von Beringe. He basically shot, he basically shot a gorilla in Rwanda and brought it back to Europe with him, and he introduced the world to the new species of ape. Gorillas <laughs> used to be my favorite animal. Um, and as a kid, like I loved them so much. Like I used to have like a stuffed like a stuffed uh animal that was shaped like a gorilla. Um Yeah, but uh I didn't have a stuffed gorilla because that would be weird. Let's talk about the last uh last creature I have prepared. And this this is going to be the giant squid. Awesome. I remember when I, when I was younger, they weren't even, no one had ever seen one live. And that was one of the most captivating ideas for me was that there was a huge animal out there in the water, right? That no one had ever seen. That just blew my mind that there was only corpses and oh my God. And I remember it was very demystifying when they, fi I, rem I remember when my dad told me that they finally um saw one they finally got tape i believe it was japanese scientist um yeah yeah japanese scientists uh managed to capture footage of yeah. a live and then one. there's their fights with I sperm whales oh so much awesomeness yeah which we'll talk about that we'll get we'll talk about that and like right after we get done with the cryptid portion tales of enormous squids have been circulated around the world since ancient times uh aristotle and uh pliny Pliny, same guys earlier. Pliny, yeah, he he pops up a lot when I do cryptid research. It's just, I just found I found it. I found out that it's really interesting that both Aristotle and and Pliny the Elder both described. So they've been around for a long time, in at least in human consciousness. So and there's there's multiple different uh, like legends, such as the uh, Lusca. 
which is in which is Caribbean, the Scylla, which is ancient Greece legend name for them, and the sea monk in medieval uh, medieval Europe, and they all describe a bizarre and dangerous nautical creature. Uh, but the most famous uh, legendary squid is probably the kraken. Yep, of course. Uh, you'll see mentioned a million times. Uh, and it's, they basically, it's a massive monstrous tentacle beast about the size of an island that would devour ships whole. Um, and this is kind of where they, you know, stuck for a very long time for, you know, hundreds of years uh, until the eight, 1870s. Because before then, there were nothing but myths. Because again, like we we only had we only had evidence of them by corpses and like tentacles and stuff that would, you know, wash ashore basically or float on the ocean. But but like they were basically on par with like mermaids or sea serpents yeah. Yeah, up until eighteen seventies. Sure. Despite this, uh, there would be you know a lot of investigations. That took place as early as the 1840s. It wasn't until the Danish zoologist Johan Haptus Strinsup until we got like you know scientific uh, like actual like that was like accepted. What year was that? Eight eighty. It was 1870s. Okay. I don't have an exact All right, date. Post Darwin, um, right? Yeah, post Darwin. Uh, he methodically researched and cataloged giant squid sightings and strandings and uh eventually uh, eventually examining a beach corpse and designating the beast scientific names the arch arch it utis that sounds like danish so maybe that's it <laughs> but but even so like people would still remain skeptical and dismiss the accounts it they st- it stopped, it stopped a little bit later in the 1870s, when several carcass- carcasses were beached in Labrador and Newfoundland. So until you had like a multiple corpses wash up and, and people see it, like it was still considered uh, pretty much a myth. And again, like we did not have any actual evidence of it until the like it was mid two thousands, right? It was like two thousand four, yep. two thousand five, and we didn't have we didn't have evidence. Uh, we didn't have like solid evidence of the colossal squid until even later. What's the colossal squid? Two thousand ten. It's like the even bigger version. Are you of kidding giant me? Squid. I didn't even yeah. know about this. There's a bigger giant squid. Are you serious? Like if I'm remembering correctly, like they got. Uh, like video of it in like 2010 I think oh my god I didn't even know this existed but yeah so giant squids are also super interesting biggest eyes in the animal kingdom I thought that was the giant squid too are they coming are they making up new animals now are they coming out with new ones what's going on here yeah like the giant squid is longer but the colossal squid is almost twice the size I mean twice the weight weight they weren't even. They didn't even dif- discover a part of them until 1925. Oh my gosh! Evident. They got like video as a, evidence of it, like within the last decade. Yeah, the ocean's crazy. The ocean is very crazy. Um. So, 
one of the things that I think are very interesting, uh, which makes the ocean something that I wish I could explore as, like, maybe a ghost. Something that, you know, could, like, you know, go through the water without fear of drowning or being eaten. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, like, every day, like, every day, there's these gigantic battles between squids and humpback whales and, like, sperm yeah, whales wild. and stuff. And the only reason we see evidence of this is because there's so much scarring on older whales, sperm whales, that there has to be something big enough to actually damage them. God, why are these animals so big? Abyssal giganticism? Probably? Yeah, it's the same reason that mammoths are big. Um, and the same, it's colder climates and lack of food favor size because the larger you get the less calories you need to sustain yourself per pound and i just think it's very interesting that we do have these like massive creatures that are that we don't really get to see yeah these are you chose all big creatures for us to talk about today oh i did actually i didn't mean to where what about the, what about the little cryptids the uh the miniature ones well, I do ha- I do have a whole episode, but one of them's a hedgehog with a with fairy wings, so I don't necessarily think that's something I could consider true at least at this moment. But yeah, um there'll probably be other cryptids that turned out to be real. One of them was a mountain lion. Mountain lions are also used to be cryptids. Yeah, so I think we're pretty much done with the- What would you like to plug? Uh, I guess just my show. Uh, I, I'm the host and uh, writer of the Species Podcast. It's a weekly show about animals. We've talked about giraffes. We've talked about lots of animals that are semi-cryptid or <laughs> um, just all the weird ones, but also some of the more normal ones. The ones that you see around your house, the ones that you see in your yard as well as the ones you've never heard of, and um, like the colossal squid, right? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, give us a listen. Uh, I'm sure you'll put the links in your show. Uh, if not, just search Species Podcast online. Uh, options will come up. So, uh, my name is Jesse. I have a podcast called Creepy... No, nope, I'm doing creeper critters right now i have a podcast called uh alphabet flight where i talk about uh marvel characters three times a week i also have i also have a little cryptid at home he's a cat with four thumbs if you want to look at pictures of him look at uh at marvelous mooch on twitter um not twitter instagram Mm -hmm. um if you'd like to see the pictures and and stuff about the people the things we talk about, uh, just go to uh, at Hodgepod Group on Facebook or at C C Critters Pod on f- on Twitter. Uh, besides that, this has been Creepy Critters, and I don't know. Go maybe go to a zoo. There, there's a lot of cool stuff there. Bye. <laughs>